Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily, and this week I have a very special guest joining us. She is one of our presenters for the Cauldron of Wisdom virtual conference, the third annual one. Her name is Angelina Caparelli, and she's a Jungian life coach who uses archetype healing and boudoir photography in her work. Plus, she's pretty badass. So welcome, Angelina. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Emily. <laughs> I'm stoked you decided to join me today. I appreciate you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, well, I am in the process of doing my Jungian life coach training, and I have been utilizing archetypes and different goddesses in boudoir photography as themes to help people use those archetypes to heal different aspects of themselves, to see them as the some of the hidden parts that are of their glorious self, so they can be more integrated and live very spherically in choosing the different aspects of themselves that they present and need instead of living by default. I love that. That sounds <laughs> really juicy. <laughs> and potentially rather intense, uh, but like in a good way. <laughs> well, there's a lot of laughter. So there's a lot yes. of lightness in it. Play. Yes. Lots of play because mm -hmm. it's not about forcing ourselves into something where it's really like unfolding and allowing another aspect of ourself out. Yeah. So have you done this for yourself? Have you done like a boudoir photography see I did it photography <laughs> section for yourself where you embody different goddesses uh yes actually so how I kind of got into this was like back in the day I was doing some healing from some sexual trauma that came up mm -hmm. and um I had been doing like traditional therapy and I was doing a like body food cleanse with naturopathy and Ayurvedic healing. And I was doing all of those things and meditation and movement. And I was not quite like being able to move through that trauma. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, I feel like I'm doing all the things like <laughs> yes. check off the boxes. Right. And so I like prayed to universe, prayed to God. And I was like, I need a freaking sign here. Like I need like a very clear post-it note written down. Like, what do I need to do? Because I can't live in this fear because that's not how, like, that's not how I wanted to move through life. And that was not how I moved through life previously. And so I went to sleep and in, I had a dream that said, burlesque and I was like I don't have any freaking idea what burlesque is and so <laughs> thanks universe but could you I'm... tell me something I know <laughs> and I'm like all right so I like woke up and I googled burlesque classes and so then bombshell Betty's and her burlesque tears classes came up in San Francisco 
And I was like, hmm, this looks shiny. And then in the in the notes, there was a scholarship that you could apply for for those who had um, been survivors of sexual assault or domestic violence. And I knew that she was the teacher for me because uh-huh. I was like, even though I didn't utilize that grant, I knew that she could hold space for that transformational healing for me. Uh-huh. And so it was a it was a three month class. And she was really great because you could choose to perform or not perform at the end of the class. There was a showcase that the students would perform in. And so part of this was like creating a character, learning dance moves, learning how to map out the dance. But you had a very safe container to do burlesque dancing and learn the art of striptease. And you could do it to whatever comfort level you wanted. And within that, I went and saw a burlesque show And I saw people of different named genders or non-genders and body shapes and colors and ages. Mm -hmm. And they were just living their best life and people were cheering and like, (laughs) yes. And like they, when they were off the stage, they could be in their G-strings and pasties in the audience and no one was touching them inappropriately. Uh And, And then I like, Halfway through the class, she offered um, a photography session where you could do uh, like a pinup boudoir shoot. And I did it because I had never, what I realized is that I had never really embodied like the sensual side of myself that I could be sensual without there being requirements or a judgment or things like that around it. So getting... Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it was okay for me to em- embody being a motherly figure or yeah. like the friend or the caretaker or a counselor or the massage therapist, but like a healer. But I wasn't allowed to be in this other aspect without it having other connotations. So, really going to this class, doing this photo shoot, getting to have see what those pictures were and how I felt in it. I really got to feel empowered in a very safe space to fully express myself and be seen Mm -hmm. without there being any other requirements than just me being in my power. And that was so healing and so magical and so transformational for me. It was just really powerful. So that is how... (laughs) I was like, I want to do this for other people. Yes, yes. (laughs) Totally. That's just really an incredible story. And, uh, and yeah, thank you universe for pointing you in the right direction. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people think about how healing it can be to embody that side of yourself and to completely own it and feel like empowered by it versus victimized by it, which I think, you know, our culture really does sort of I'm pointing fingers, everyone who can't see my face right now. Uh, they give us this, they shake their finger at us and you know, you're you're the virgin or the whore. And right, the Madonna whore complex for sure. Yeah. yeah it's like there's this whole spectrum of sensuality and sexuality that is so amazing. And when we can truly emb- embrace that, it really does let us step into, like fully step into our power. Um, so 
Yeah. Well, I think it's really revolutionary for each person for when you like choose to be in that moment because uh-huh. they really, I think really people get finger pointy and blamey when um, it's you like choosing that and owning that moment versus it being as part of someone else's background or for someone else. So mm-hmm. like, it's okay to have the, the advertisement of the naked woman as like, as a part of the architecture of the thing, but it's not okay for like JLo and Shakira to shake their amazing goddess selves at the Super Bowl right. in an outfit that they chose. Like, right. they're like, no, please. please. Yes. Well, it's yeah. the difference between empowerment and objectification. Right. Right. It's like if somebody else is making those choices and, you know, using a body to sell items or to uh, get their own pleasure or whatever it might be versus a woman walking in and going, yeah, I know I'm all that and check this out. Right. You know, <laughs> so it's a different, different vibe. Completely different and vibe. It's, it's totally threatening for some people. 100%. Yeah. I mean, like I, when I was doing that class, I lost some friendships because I did it. And then like, yeah. I'm shocked actually, by that, actually. <laughs> I really, no, I really am. Like, why would somebody walk away? Well, I mean, like when you are in a certain role for someone or you've always oh, right. been from a certain energy, sometimes they get very uncomfortable with, with when what's you, going on. When you put on a different hat. Yes. And I had some friends that were like, came to me and they were concerned because they didn't want me being taken advantage of. So they were like, well, who's getting this money when you perform and things like that? Because the showcase at the end, I'm like, all that money goes back into the scholarship fund for other people. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, well, also too, this teacher isn't like doing it, you know, they have to make money as well, but um, (laughs) for livelihood. (laughs) Yeah, livelihood. I mean, they have to be able to pay their rent to be able to continue on. So I'm like, and San Francisco isn't cheap. (laughs) But yeah, so and then like some other people, they had to like mask themselves in such a way because other people in certain jobs, they're like their other employers found out and they could have been fired or things mm. like that. Um, I had like what I called my coming out party is uh, like later on after that, I was working at a winery in Napa and a uh, former boss, he knew that I did burlesque and he was running a speakeasy downtown. He was like, I want you to come perform at my speakeasy in Ooh. your hometown of Napa. And I was like, <laughs> Am I ready? <laughs> Am I ready? Uh, so I was like, Rosie Budicelli, are you ready? <laughs> and, and was, was she? Like, she was, because I was like, at this point, I'm like, fire me. Go right ahead and fire me. Like, this is my whole self. I am tired of living in a, like, different aspect, non-integrated form. And so what I did is I invited everybody at my work (laughs) and I like told the owner and like everybody at my work and actually 20 people from my work came out to support me and they were amazing and it was just fine and that can't be in everybody's situation like not right 
but I was very grateful <laughs> that I had such a wonderful support system and um, that they that they were supportive for that and they were like when are you performing next we want to come again so it was it was really great <laughs> I love that but there's something powerful about being seen yes in that element and so like not you don't not everybody needs to have a stage or an audience for it it can be just like a camera or themselves or even if they don't want to have like someone else behind the camera they themselves like dressing up yeah. like I <laughs> I mean even before I was like ready to move into burlesque there would be times where I would like glamour myself up to go on a date and then I would literally take everything back off and just put on jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> so I was like yeah, that's that's too much for me right now <laughs> Well, because it's, it is like putting on, it's glamour magic, mm-hmm. right? And, and sometimes yes. that can be kind of big energy and sometimes it can be too much, or sometimes it can be exactly the thing we need to help get us through the thing we're going to do, or, mm-hmm. you know, help us feel more powerful. Um, yes. I just want to share that, uh, and some people might know this, but when I started Wise Woman Witchery, it was actually inspired by a photo shoot. It was a witchy photo shoot that I did with In Her Image Photography. If you are local to Sonoma County, um, you should look them up and do this for yourself because I had done a shoot with them more professional, like really for my business several years before. And then I started saving up again because I was like, that was so incredible to be seen. And I'm somebody who has had so many body issues in my life, you know, my view of myself has been pretty negative at times and um, being seen and then seeing myself in these pictures through someone else's eyes, I felt so empowered. And so when I went and did this next photo shoot with them, I was like, I, I was inspired by the magic circle by John William Waterhouse, that painting. And that was like my sort of central piece of the, that was my archetype energy that I was bringing into that shoot. And it was incredible. And afterwards, I was like, I want every woman in the world to feel seen like this in this, whatever it is they're wanting to bring to the surface. And that really was sort of the launching point when I got those photos back. I think Wise Woman Witchery was born like literally a couple of days later. I'd been thinking about wanting to teach and teach witchcraft, but that was like, no, I've got to help women step into their power. People really, not just women, but like everybody, like step into your power, that place where you connect with who you really are. And I just happened to use earth-based spirituality as the platform for that. So I love that. it was like the key that unlocked yeah. that last little bit of door for you. Yep. Exactly. Oh, so powerful. It I love is. That. But it sounds very similar to like what your experience was just, I mean, I didn't go do burlesque, but um, that idea of being seen. Right. It's Being that same, um, same ritual, really yeah. same ritual. Yes. And it's using that glamour piece to just enhance something that's already in you. It's not like faking it. Like I'm using quotations here. It's not faking it. It's just, um, accentuating it, bringing it to the surface and being like, yeah, here's this part of me. And she gets to have a voice. And I would even like say that maybe glamour magic isn't even just accentuating, but really like, just like 
opening the inside of herself that was maybe like playing too small because I really feel like that that beauty that power like that is true essence it's like it's not an illusion that's coming over it's really the like curtain being pulled back with the light being shined on it like Mm -hmm. genuine self please pay all the attention to the person behind the curtain like <laughs> we're not hiding anymore <laughs> yeah actually the great and powerful oz is behind the curtain <laughs> exactly <laughs> not the other way around no yeah yeah that's good stuff yeah i think i'm 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 very much about the baobo belly goddess like energy and that laughter that like brings brings that spark back into our life that so often gets like quelled mm-hmm. by the monotony of every day or the have tos and the shoulds and things like that that damper it down. So it's like things that remind us how alive we actually are are so good. Yes. So good. And remind us who we are. Mm-hmm. So do you have specific goddesses that you feel like you personally work with more often than others or is it more of the term goddess just as this like general archetype I feel like so both both okay yes I definitely like feel the archetype and then I also definitely feel there's certain goddesses that have like that I'm like oh they've like come into my realm and I'm like oh okay we're we're a team now we're we're besties we're gonna hang out we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna play for a bit and um like I was saying like Babo the belly goddess she was the goddess that when Persephone was taken by Hades down to the underworld and Demeter her mother was so forlorn that she got taken um and she just let the entire earth die because she was the goddess of harvest and plants and animals and everyone's like begging her and she's like nope like my love is gone and yeah. I am not here and um that was like this so she like went over to Demeter and she started like telling dirty jokes and it said that they like <laughs> flashed her and they think that maybe Baba might even be a hermaphrodite because Demeter like started like laughing because there was something unexpected so whether it was being flashed Babo's vagina or there's like a double a double feature uh-huh. that um that Demeter was not expecting that that like laughter and vibrance and juicy goodness of that like brought back that spark to get her to force Zeus to make Hades bring Persephone back right. so like I really feel like I battled with that for a long time because like growing up that kind of like sex wasn't supposed to be until marriage like modesty was important and um but also too like my mom was like the beautiful lingerie and things are for you not for anyone else like for Uh you first so there is lessons of her but like also these other values that were being mixed in so I got to I feel like in burlesque, I really got to hang out with her. And I also didn't know how to like flirt for a long time. 
So like Aphrodite, like learning, mm-hmm. learning that aspect. It was very funny. I was like, friends, tell me how to flirt. How does how does that even happen? What what do we do? I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> like people would be like, I really like you. I'm like, I like you too. Cool. <laughs> yeah I always felt like I um like the whole like I loved Xena Mm -hmm. so like the warrior the warrior energy that Eris energy Athena quality I always was like very drawn to her yeah that was like really safe to like be in my head and just be powerful like that but like the sensual side was something that took me a longer time to like befriend and feel comfortable with well it's more tender in a lot of ways mm-hmm. right it's one thing to be a xena warrior princess who is wearing like super hot clothes but it's basically armor yeah. and and then to really drop into what's under the armor like how do you how do you be in your body in that way and really embody your body in a way where you can feel all of the things right yeah. And I think that like healing from sexual trauma, it was also safer to be behind that armor than it totally. was to feel those things for a long time. Yep. So, yeah. But I think that having that like Xena, Eris, Athena quality, like to begin with building the things like I joined jujitsu and different things like that that like strength created a base that made me comfortable enough and safe enough to move forward to open and be more vulnerable because well that's that's really stepping into your physicality and recognizing what sensation like your body motion and movement and moving energy in that way absolutely creates a foundation Right. And we all come to that different ways. Some people like to dance, some people like the structure of, you know, a sport or whatever it might be. But yeah, it's, I think the more we inhabit our bodies, the easier it is eventually for us to get to that place where we can tap into that sensual aspect. Which right, is because you have to be in your body to yes. tap into that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know in my priestess path program, I have a whole section that's on sacred sensuality and it's a, it's a really loaded topic for people. Um, you know, most of us have had some negative conditioning at some point or another that has told us it's not okay to feel sexy or sensual, um, or, you know, enjoy the pleasures of our body, which there are so many, I mean, even just the wind on your skin can be a pleasure, Absolutely. So many. Uh, So that one, that, that section tends to bring up a lot for people. And I know it, it always brought up a lot for me when I was in different times in my life. And even now, even teaching that it's still, I'm like, oh, I guess there's another thing to unpack here. Cool. (laughs) It is the onion layers, isn't it? (laughs) Look at me grow. I'm growing again. (laughs) Yay. Yeah, my oh, favorite calls them Of Astro. course you have that in the in the goddess path, the priestess path. I think that's so wonderful. I Well, it's such an important part of stepping into our power. Like, I mean, that's really what we've been saying this whole time, but to really to really honor all the facets of self. Yeah. So good. Anyway. <laughs> no, I'm like preach. Yes. 
Dang it, Cynthia. Exactly. I'm like, I dusted off the little podium. I'm like, get it. Yes. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This having this conversation with you is bringing up all these. I'm like, we could we could do like a a retreat with uh with people and have like photography be part of that be like have this whole like glamour aspect of embodying a goddess and uh right like how amazing would that be okay everyone listening if this is your jam email me because if people really want this I could make this happen (laughs) and I'm gonna make Angelina do it with me I'm here for it. I am in. Get that camera ready. Let's I'm go. ready. I'm ready. I'm like, I will bring the accoutrements. I'm like, do you want? We have like, you know, pearls here, knives here, harness here, feathers over here. What do you yes. want? I've like, got, what you- I've got swords and silks and all. I mean, I think we could have really the that would be the bomb. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Me too. I'm about to actually announce that this like early June, I'm going to be coming and doing a Furvis goddess um, boudoir offering in Napa for two days. So I'm coming. You're doing this in June? Yeah. In June, the beginning of June. So I'm like. (laughs) I'm just writing this down. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes, that sounds amazing. I'm like, I've got this amazing historic room that's all reds and golds and like, it's going to be amazing. So So I'm like, I'm like, it'll just be practice. It'll just be practice for when we do our communal goddess archetype. I'll have to come see you to practice being on the other side. So I know what that's like. Love it. (laughs) It'll help me explain it to people better. Yeah, whatever excuse we need. <laughs> like sometimes I love it because people come to boudoir and they're like, I'm putting together this for my partner. Like I want them to have this. Oh, gift. no. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it's all for me. I'm not even going <laughs> to pretend it, it is all for me. <laughs> I'm just saying that whatever people need to go and get there, like you tell yourself whatever it needs to go and have this fun, ritual, yes. beautiful celebration of you experience whether like and you don't even have to go to a professional photographer to do this like literally you could set up your own phone you could just pose in the mirror if you are afraid of having images like it's just cool to get to like embody and feel what that looks like what that feels like I love that you're saying that because I do think that even when people might want that or want to have that experience it can feel really intimidating and being able to have an experience, even if it is just like you were saying, getting ready for a date. So you get yourself all dolled up and then you're like, just kidding, taking it all off. But like playing with that, playing with that energy, playing with that experience, you know, and maybe even like giving that part of yourself a name, uh, you know, so that you can start to get to know them a little bit better. What, what, what would their name be? What would they look like? What color would be their favorite color? You know, what kind of shoes are they going to wear? Like, I mean, I used to have these boots. I called my fuck me boots and they always made me feel like a badass. I wasn't actually going out to get laid. I just, I felt so 
powerful whenever I wore them. And that just was what they were called. But there was a certain persona that as soon as I put those boots on, I was like, oh yeah, we're going out. (laughs) (laughs) I think I had like in my twenties, I had pleather pants. That was like my thing. Yeah. I even like wore them out with Birkenstocks. Okay. Like it didn't matter. It was, I had those pleather pants on. I felt sexy. I felt sexy. I bet you for every person listening, if you take a pause and you think about one item of clothing you have in your wardrobe right now, that when you put on, you get a little superpower. That's, I bet you've got it. We all have it. That's your, your wardrobe talisman for your badassery. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Totally. I absolutely get it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So like, then I like, I like then offer you once you find that, like, um, like in what way can you amp it up just one more level? And then the challenge after that is like, maybe just like step outside your front door and see how that feels. Yes. I love it. Baby steps, right? Outside the front door. And then maybe you get to your car or the bus stop. Go through a drive-thru. Yeah. Walk around the grocery store. Go have a coffee. I love it. Like it's little, little baby steps, right? Yep. Until you can actually feel it with a certain amount of comfort and maybe even power. Right. And that's where I love your idea of giving it a name or like, so Mm -hmm. I know that for me with in burlesque, when we chose our stage name, Uh so I I like chose Rosie Booticelli because uh, my my friend Kevin actually (laughs) helped me pick it because he was like, he's like, oh, like he was a comedian that did emceeing for a lot of burlesque shows. And Uh he was like, I really love the burlesque names that like it references something that you like can see in that person. And like also the name kind of like is part of like you can tell it's part of the era. So I was like, okay, I have rosy cheeks and I have a booty. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like Italian heritage. And so I'm like, okay, Botticelli like does beautiful women sculptures. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if I'm rosy Botticelli, like that's great because it also Botticelli also has like beauty and booty and like Chelly means sky, but it also looks a little luscious. And I'm like, okay, so like this name was like a safe parameter to put like everything that Angelina Caporale was maybe not ready for at that moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She could hold that mantle for me. And oh. it was cute because like people were like became obsessed with Rosie. And so like one time a friend had me go and be Rosie Buccelli as a companion for her friend's like birthday because that he was like, I'm in love with Rosie. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm like, great. That's so fun. (laughs) I love it. I'm like, she's great. I love her too. (laughs) Thank you for noticing that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just, it's cool because like when you do allow this, like more people come into your life and your parameter that like see your light and are comfortable with all the different sides of you. Yes, that's a really good point to make too. And even though, like you were saying, some people disappear, those people couldn't 
be there and witness who you truly are, all the pieces of yourself. And so, you know, even though there's, I'm sure there's loss and grief in that as, I mean, as we've all experienced at different points when people disappear, because for whatever reason, um, there's also that feeling of like, wow, I just might've up-leveled in a way that didn't match their up-level. Like we just went different paths. Yeah. Yeah. Like what I was didn't work for them anymore. And that's okay. Like, right. I mean, it was very, very sad um, time. And like, I still treasure the time with that person, but like, you know, it is exactly that where it was like, I'm not going to stop my healing for somebody else's comfort. (laughs) Well, and we do outgrow people. That, that does happen in life. You know, there's certain people we grow with and there's certain people we grow apart. And it doesn't mean we like outgrew them as they're not growing. It's just that we, sometimes we grow in different directions. Right. And different paths. <laughs> totally. And it's totally okay. Like you said, right. it's sad, but there's, there was something that they were there in our lives for. And there, we've maybe moved past that now. Right. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. New chapters, new chapters. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I want to loop us back here for a minute, just back to the conference so that anybody who's listening, um, who is, might be interested in coming, can you speak a little bit about what, what you're going to be sharing or teaching about? Absolutely. So my class is uh, goddess archetype rituals. And so I will be like going over like how do you pick the goddess that you want to work with or the archetype style that you need in your life, whether like you have a problem or there's something you want to bring into your life. We go over like deciding on that, how to find that out. And then like, we're going to go over different like mantras and things that you can bring into your life or do in order to help integrate that archetype into your world and fun in fun and playful ways. <laughs> I love this. I'm very excited for this particular workshop. I mean, I'm excited for all of them, but this is my jam. <laughs> oh, I'm in love with all of the all of the classes. I'm like, well, I'm also going to be glued yes. to all of the classes this year again too. <laughs> I mean, that's that's sort of the beauty about being a part, like being the one who puts this on, is that I actually get to sit and be a part of all of these classes. <laughs> For the whole two days and like experience it. And for all the teachers as well, y'all get to have access to. So it's magical. Please like sign up, not even just for me, sign up for everyone else because I'm equally <laughs> obsessed with them. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty beautiful thing to be able to bring people together to get to share their gifts and, um, and learn from them and experience, you know, all the experiences <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of words I've been missing lately and there was one right there that I couldn't find. So experience was used twice, but whatever. (laughs) It's going to be lots of different types of magic there. Yeah. And we're here for all of it. (laughs) All the magic. So Angelina, if people want to reach out to you, like maybe they are in the North Bay area or something and they want to be able to come and like, Hey, are can I get in on that boudoir shirt shoot in June? Or if they want to learn more about the work you're doing and connect with you, what what's the best way? So um, right now I am on Instagram at divine debauchery. Woo-hoo! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be announcing on April 1st, so it's not a joke, the exact dates and the opportunities. I only have room 
for six fabulous beings on that particular trip. But if there is enough desire, we can arrange for something else. So we will do that right now. I am currently residing in Tomball, Houston area of Texas, but I come yeah. back to the Bay area. Um, and it seems to be quarterly right now. <laughs> nice. Well, can, are you working with people while you're in Texas? Like if people yes. are in that area? Yes, I absolutely am. So um, right now, Instagram is the best way to uh, get a hold of me at Divine Debauchery. And also I am on Ko-Fi as D-Angelina, D-I-A-N-G-E-L-I-N-A. So, all right. I will um, also put that information in the show notes for those of you that need something written. So you'll be able to see uh, where you can find Angelina. Uh, And I will also add to the show notes, the link for the Cauldron of Wisdom 3. So if you do want to come hang out with us, which trust me, you really do. um, (laughs) You can do that. Yeah. Uh, you can do that by clicking that link and heading over and, and registering there. And it's not just Angelina and I, although we are a good time. Uh, <laughs> there are 10 workshops happening over two days. So it's going to be a whole lot of magic. This time's 10. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can you handle it? Yes, you can. You'll And you'll be better for it. Yes. <laughs> so will we. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. We all add to the cauldron. That's what's true. Well, Angelina, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, your energy, you just as a human on this planet. Back at you, goddess. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, And for everyone out there listening, keep it magical. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? And you could do all those things. You could just (laughs) click the little stars, you know, and give us like some cold stars and we'll comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. It, That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. (laughs) There must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, You can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.